What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode three of Bruisers, Breakdowns, and Beards. I am your host, Michael Reed. I'm Kevin. I am the hair metal heartthrob, Dallas Cade. How's it going today, fellas? Awesome. It's going. How are you? It, it goes. We're live, pal. I should put it. <laughs> it is Sunday, October 4th, 2020. It is. And that's a day yeah. of the right? week. Time, time has no meaning anymore, so it's weird to kind of you know give it a a some sort of signifier like that yeah. that's true though sense. because we were we were driving i was at a show last night in iowa we were driving and especially after the sun went down we were like man it's cold <laughs> like it's not like you know cold cold it's not like freezing cold it's not like shivering cold but it's brisk it's it's got that crisp that crispness to the air mm-hmm. of that that you know it's like Put on a pair of pants or a jacket or something. Like a hoodie. Hoodie weather, man. And I don't hate it. The jean I don't hate it yet. No. I'll also, it. You, when you start oh, seeing man. your breath, you're like, oh, well, we're fucked. Well, at least I don't have to mow the lawn anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, and finished. Um, so, you know, I will, I'll start off with, with a couple of uh, housekeeping notes. Uh, first and foremost, because I look like shit being lit from underneath, but... We've had a, a couple of complaints that I, I looked a little too dark on camera. So, which is just crazy to me, as wide and like pale as I am. It's because uh, my so, ginger self is next to you and I am the, like powder over here compared. So, it's possibly. like we just need a healthy in between. <laughs> we just need to adjust the hues. <laughs> so, so, we're working on some DIY lighting. So, that'll probably change over the weeks. But just to give you all a heads up, um, I'm also kind of puppy sitting. So, I might mute myself every, you know, now and then. Just not to have your ears blown Yeah, I just did because I thought I was going to sneeze, but then it went away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> For everybody that ready. saw my face just now, I thought I was going <laughs> to sneeze and it went away. And I was you, like... You just had the Goldberg look on you for like the... <laughs> For a good I'm, 40 seconds. Right. And, and I have to get used to the fact that I'm not used to video. Kevin, Kevin's the, the video... Um, not expert. Um, by no means. But like... But kind of... I don't even know what the right word... You're... you're He's got, a, he's got more familiarity. Experience, than, uh, I guess, is yeah, the word sure. I'm looking for. Is that, anyway, sounds sure. like some kind of weird couch casting thing or casting couch. <laughs> he's got a lot of experience in front of the camera, if you know <laughs> you what I mean. You would take Did you guys there, see that Kevin, tweet from Warhorse? How dare you? Oh, no. The building. <laughs> <laughs> you should look that up. He, he's just he's at a, some hotel and takes a picture from a, of a building that's got like, you know, that's underlit itself. It's like, is this the, the building from those nudie mo- videos? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I did way to see go that. War so, um, <laughs> I love that warhorse. Um, yeah, so that's that's a little bit of what's going on today. Uh, we're still going a little off script just because there's so little wrestling going on. I mean, we were just talking; we didn't realize there's an NXT takeover tonight. <laughs> we, I was gonna say, yeah, we're saying that there's no, there's so little wrestling, but we were just talking about how yesterday was TurboGrap 16. We were talking about. Um, yeah, there's takeover tonight, which is wild. Um, we were talking about somebody who we have not talked about at all. And I feel super bad about it, but Regal in new Japan doing the, uh, what is it? Lions break tournament, Mm -hmm. Lions, young Lions something. Yeah. Lions crown, something like that. And he's like either semifinals or finals now, like not enough people talking about the Regals. Two of the mm-hmm. best that Kansas City has to offer. So shout out to them. Shout out uh, to Sterling. I think I think it's Sterling who's stuck 
across the pond right now because he was over there when the pandemic hit. So he's been there like most of the year. Wow. I think I could be wrong, but yeah, I don't know if he's still stuck over there, but like, yeah, he ended up getting hell of a time for a KC boy, uh, man. (laughs) So so definitely shout out to fellow Lee summit grads, the Regal twins, uh, which is all of a sudden that high school, like had no notoriety. And now in the last few years has produced some, some awesome uh, wrestling talent. And then, Artists. Some Broncos quarterback that we're not going to talk about, uh, <laughs> you know, and then Rob Shannon. I don't know what he's talking there. about. So, uh, oh, Drew Locke. Oh, ew. Summit. Yeah, that's why I said some some asshole Broncos quarterback. Some are going to sneak <laughs> by, you know. You got who was bitter about them drafting Patrick Mahomes instead of you? Like, okay, bro. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I I'm not gonna. No, I'm not crying over that spill milk. Sorry, sorry, Drew. Go to Denton. But yeah, there is there is. If you look for it, as we were talking about before, we got signed. There is a lot of wrestling. There is a lot of wrestling going on, like a surprising yeah. amount. Uh, you know, I was just at a show last night. Um, Turbo Graps just had their tournament. Uh, you know, New Japan still producing content. They're in the middle of the G1. The G1 is happening right now in October, which is super weird. Uh, Ring of Honor is still doing their pure tournament. Fred Yehi won in the first round. So, you know, shout out to Yehi. Good for him. Uh, yeah, there's like there's still, you know, plenty of content to consume. True. It's just so not a lot happening locally. I, it's, no. it's weird because no, it's like I can't I can't go to a live wrestling show. So it's mm-hmm. like I, I'm kind of in this weird all or nothing type mode. It's like I, I don't really want to watch it because I can't really... It, see it in person but yeah i know uh i was you know the um the show i did a couple weeks ago where there was like no social distancing like 300 people plus packed into this bar i was just like like yeah this is cool and all like i like wrestling but there's a pandemic i can't just pretend that there's not and then the show i was at last night that was like it was a much more open space it was at a uh, community college so nice there was plenty of there was this big space so there was plenty of you know distant plenty of opportunity to distance uh different sections of the crowd and things like that and there were college kids that you know attended that university so uh it was a good show it was a good time but yeah it's it's live crowds is a is still a really weird thing yeah. um places like new japan seem to be handling it well i mean cuz you know their cases are very down they've been treading down for well they're like close to like none aren't there like less than one per million something like that i feel like what i don't quote me on that i have no idea what i'm talking mm-hmm. about but no i read something yesterday that like it was like new zealand australia and somebody else like only had like 13 new cases in a, in a day from like those three countries or those three regions like total yeah meanwhile huh. like that's good that party at the white house had like 30 something people in it alone so man yeah oh yeah fun times fun times yeah at the time yeah, of this recording I... all kinds of shit's going on <laughs> politically uh right. nothing's been finalized but let's just say some political figures are in the hospital that's all we know <laughs> are they in the hospital though if 
That's it's, all that's we fun, know. That's a fun tinfoil hat to get on is like fake news. There, there are a lot of Adobe Premiere experts online right now. It's been There's a lot of experts on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but specifically Adobe. Like I deal with Adobe software at work, you know, for a little bit. So it's just pretty cool to see people talking to Adobe quite a bit. I'm sure Adobe's PR people aren't too stoked about it, but that's pretty fun. I don't know nothing about that. I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's a funny thing seeing like brands having to like do. PR control for things that they're not necessarily related to, but they just oh, you know it. who sucks at PR control? WWE. You're right. Oh That's God, hell of a segue. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dallas so, is holding on to that one for, for the last ten minutes. Yep. I, you know, I'm gonna, you know, this is for everybody who's like, oh, the wrestler's gonna play it safe with his takes because he wants to work there. <laughs> Come I had on, a hip hop horn. I play it right now. Of the three of us, you are the most likely to get offered a WWE contract. <laughs> That's true. Kevin could get on like well. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Even, I don't know about that, but you know, I have to get no, good I mean, before they can offer me a contract. On but, principle, of the three of us, you are the most likely to get offered a mean, WWE yeah. contract. Right. It's your, well, your safest yeah. bet. It definitely won't be because I uh, <laughs> say things that aren't favorable to the company and their PR. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, didn't how many? It was this week that they announced they were going to seize control of all of their talents, Twitch accounts, and, then and other cameo, third party all platforms third party. or whatever. They were going to make them sign new contracts. In like, they're going to basically something about the. Um, I think what the what the deal was was like they're going to get half of their they're going to get half of their proceeds, and the other half is going to come out of their. Um, like they're guaranteed the term I think. yeah it's, yeah it's gonna come out it's basic basically it'll the other half will come out of their guarantees which is like blasphemy i cannot even believe like i don't i'm i'm not gonna sit here and say that's exactly what it is because i don't know i'm not gonna say that i don't you know i'm not gonna say that i have all the information because i clearly don't but from what it sounds like to me is if this doesn't blow up in their face, then basically we're confirming what they already believe, which is that they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I fully believe that the talent should, like, or whoever can needs to put their foot down and tell them, absolutely not. This isn't going to happen. And this this needs to blow up in WWE's face. Yeah. Like, 100%. That's just right. how I feel. And I agree. And I mean, I get from a certain standpoint you know, using your wrestling character name to try and build your Twitch audience. Like hundred percent. That's a fair point. So if if that's your argument, then you just do what Xavier Woods did and change it to Austin Creed and it's yours. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Paige did that too. Right. So like I, that's what I think is fair. If, if, if Vince wants to argue that you can't use your WWE character name. Okay. That that's, that's valid. But I, I, you know, my thing is, with WWE's not promoting Twitch, they're not promoting the wrestlers' Twitch. You know, any um, any audience they've built on Twitch, they've built on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, mm-hmm. you know, using their, their character name probably helped a little bit, but I don't. Only from I, I don't know. I guess using their choice, but I'm I I'm in the the camp of whatever they do on Twitch, whatever they do on cameo, whatever they do on OnlyFans, that's theirs. They can do with that what they want. 
Like that's outside of WWE because it's not done on WWE's time. Mm-hmm. Um, Ex- exactly. Like them, them choosing to go to Twitch and do this thing that's fun for them in their off time and to just so happen to build an audience and a following while doing that and perhaps make, you know, some money in the process. That's them doing that on their own time. And that's unless they're using WWE's names, which then WWE might have, you know, some grounds to maybe have them change that. Uh, That's them doing that on their own time. If WWE is to like seize that and then they're going to take control of their Twitch accounts or whatever, then all of a sudden it's going to turn into WWE telling them to, okay, you're going to, you got to stream this, you got to stream this, 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 and you got to do it on these time windows. You got to do it for this long. And then all of a sudden it's not on, the talent's time and that's even more of the time that wwe is taking up of the talents it's not them choosing to do it anymore then all of a sudden it's just like another part of work right mm-hmm. and, and it's com- just- no for a company that's trying to scream that these are independent contractors and we don't have to you know give them benefits we don't have to do this and that for them but we own their free time too like that's fucked up yeah on multiple fronts i mean that's a lot of stuff very glad out to you know yeah like i'm very glad that uh andrew yang has not let up on you know pointing out the flaws in wwe's uh um you know functionality their business practices yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. they're you know in the terms of independent contractors and yeah so on and it's very glad to see andrew yang is still staying on them about that kind of stuff yeah and it's cool seeing WWE uh, superstars speak up for themselves too. Like Paige, you know, like you guys, Paige has said a lot about it. Uh, she quoted, or, or this is quoting from her Twitch. She said, Twitch is my place. Uh, what I built with my wonderful fans, a place where people can go and feel some positivity, a little bit of normalcy. Uh, it's fun, interactive, non judgmental, charitable place. I'm proud of what I built in my fan base, you know? <clears throat> and then seeing like people back it up, you know, like Mia, Ki- uh, Mia Yim, excuse me, Mia Yim. Uh, you know, gaming has been my escape from reality and a way to interact with friends and fans throughout this difficult few months. Uh, the community that I gained on Twitch also helped me raise funds for friends, you know, burial expense and a friend's kidney transplant. That's why she games. And Zelina Vega went on to say the same, you know, like everyone's kind of backing this up. And it it's cool because, I mean, you know, as soon as like, you know, like when Rusev got let go, he started Miro TV and he started streaming a lot. And it seems like for these wrestlers, even though they have built a name on those names, they're still human beings. And like you guys said, they're, they've got to do something outside of WWE to make money because they can't just stay exclusive to them. You know, like it's especially being independent contractors and not having any benefits. They got to have some backup plan because they're not going to be able to take bumps every day for their life. You know, Xavier Woods slash Austin Creed said that years ago. You know, he wants to get that's why he started up, up, down, down. You know, he wanted to eventually become like a video game host or something like that. And now he's working toward G4 TV, you know, and he's a huge, I hope he gets that. Yeah. I hope so too. He is a great, he's a great person, great interviewer, great interviewee. And he would do fantastic in there. And yeah, it's like, so they need a side hustle of sorts and they need this kind of extra kind of, you know, thing to fall back on because WWE isn't going to support them. You know, they're going to get injured enough. They're going to kick them out. They might have a wellness program that'll keep, you know, keep an eye on addictions and stuff. But other than that, I mean, how often do they care about people they let go? I mean, it's just, you see that, you know, and it's not pretty. 
it's good that they try to get this stuff ahead of time. And while they have that, you know, fan base, they want to take advantage of it. And it's, it's bullshit that WWE wants to step in on that. So that's my part on it. <laughs> no, and also I think. No, you're absolutely with, correct. And with any wrestler, it's yeah. WWE gives them a lot more opportunities to kind of build their brand. Um, and granted, they, they try to own it with some sort of creative control, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at the end of the day, the wrestler builds the brand, like the wrestler, you know, with, with Dallas, for example, in his case, Dallas is, is building a brand. Like that's, that's his character. Like that's his everything. So for somebody else to kind of step up and try to take ownership of that's fucking ridiculous. He's the one's putting in the work mm-hmm. and he's putting in all the time and the effort, you know, to, to build that brand. And it's, you know, whether you're starting out in his case, um, you know, you've got other guys like, like Danhausen and Warhorse, or you have like a Heidi Howitzer or Alex Gracia, you know, the, these people who are, are, creating these unique characters and building these brands like that's pretty horrible for your employer to come in and say, well, I own that now. Cause you're on my TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, it's, it's totally negating all the work and effort they're, they're putting into to building that character and building that brand. It feels like a pimp move. <laughs> it's like bit, go out there and hustle and then give me the money. And that's right. your protection. You know, right. like that's really what it seems like. It's like Vince McMahon's a fucking, you know, he's a legit pimp. I'm not far off. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, if you look at the pimp game, I mean, it's pretty up there. He's always wearing suits. You know, he always comes strutting out talking about having big balls and shit, you know? Like, it's, I think he was like, he legit like tried to take some shit from Ice-T or something like that, where he was just trying to learn the pimp game. Kev really like connected the dots a lot better than I anticipated. That's fucking awesome. I'm telling you, dude. I wasn't prepared to come into this this week. (laughs) Sorry, Sorry, Dallas. I'm wrong. None of us have a chance to get a WWE contract now. And go for it. I wasn't prepared. Remember when we were always talking about, like, you know. Make such a pimp, a Vince pimp analogy. I was not as I was not prepared for that. I mean, he takes money from the workers without doing shit. I mean, he offers some half ass creative shit. But for the most part, I mean, he just shows up and gets paid, yells at somebody. Maybe has to slap someone around. I mean, it's just really, and if someone gets pregnant, they got to go away. He's not happy. Look at Becky Lynch. Like, the guy's just, like, he's just a legit pimp. Like, Wow. I don't know, man. Evan with the scorcher this week. I'm not going to get hired by him, so I don't mind. So, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak that brazenly. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's just, that's just the way I've seen it. I'm not going to say that. uh, Independent contractor. It's terrible. That's, I'm really glad, though, Andrew Yang is standing up. Uh, you know, he's using whatever whatever influence he has to really make a change in it. Because, I mean, really, WWE is the only one at this point I, I mean, so. that, can af- that can afford it but doesn't do it. I mean, AEW takes care of their full-time workers with benefits. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, NWL was even able to do that at some point. You know, had they been yep. a little bit smarter on other ends, they would have been able to sustain that. But, I mean, it's possible yeah. to do. And a company that is so big as the WWE they should have no problem doing it. It's just, they have shareholders and shit to answer to. And Vince is already doing such a shit poor job that stocks are as it is. Like, it's really hard to, you know, kind of change your ways in a way. Who, who was it? I can't remember. I don't, I don't know where, I don't know if I heard this in like an audio clip 
or if I saw it on a headline or something, something about the with the stocks dropping in WWE right now, Vince McMahon lost like three hundred million dollars in a day or something like that. And I was like, Jesus, three hundred dollars, three hundred million in a day. It's assets, though. It's not like it's coming out of a bank account of sorts. It's just no. Yeah, yeah. That's the weird thing about rich people is just the assets of stuff. You know, people can be rich and stocks. Yeah, they could be millionaires. I'm not going to pretend I understand stock or shareholding or (laughs) nor do I. I'm but, a 22-year-old professional wrestler. If anything, it has become apparent that I do not know how to make good decisions. <laughs> anyway, well, with well, that being said, least, Michael, least, what else do we have? I'm going to say, at least you have that excuse. I'm 38. and Oh, that's not an excuse. Anything. Trust me. <laughs> I'm not exempt from anything. <laughs> um, so, you know, I thought we'd do something a little bit different. We were talking before the show. And I made the comment, like, you, you know, most podcasts will take, like, emails and questions from people, and they, all, they tend to end, end the show with them. I was like, that's pretty terrible to make somebody wait that long. Uh, <laughs> to so, listen to us for a whole hour or so. Right, right, right. <laughs> We're not going to make you suffer through the whole show just to hear your questions answered. To um, suffer through? Jesus, Mike. <laughs> You know real, what? Real confident suffer through our show <laughs> where we attempt is to few and give far you between. good content, good, decent content. I'm not going to pretend we're experts or anything, but we try to make it good content. You're just going to go and shit all over I, it. You, I, just burying the brand right Mike's off Mike's promoting his bus driver gimmick where he just runs <laughs> everyone over. <laughs> I mean, I am throwing us all under the bus. So that's, that's, that's very valid. Jesus. Very valid. If I could, you know, if I could do the Chris Farley voice from, uh, you know, Billy Madison, what a piece of ace! No, that was that bad. That was really bad. I heard ace. Okay, so get to the. You should so probably they, they, that get to the, Okay, so you should get to the the. Kevin, thing, cut yeah. that part out. <laughs> I, 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 okay, don't do it. Nope. It'll nope. just be such a horrible cut. It needs that to learn. Be like, hey, he cut that to, part. Yep. And then it'll just be like that part where he cuts that out. <laughs> nope so with that uh you know we we talked about uh you know if you have any questions for us wrestling or non-wrestling uh you know you can always hit us up on our social medias we're on twitter at 3b wrestling pod uh we're at facebook uh at 3b wrestling pod we're on instagram at 3b wrestling pod so you can find us all sorts of places um but uh we also have like our emails 3b wrestling podcast at gmail.com so plenty of opportunities yes. to hit us up with questions uh and so i'm going to uh we did get a couple after our last episode awesome yeah hell yeah. and this is from cool. from a fellow journey pro fan uh mike he's uh at nice guy doof on twitter and he sent us uh, yeah. a couple he said so uh first question since journey pro is seemingly no longer running in kansas hall R.I.P. Kansas. Uh, what are your best moments from the Kansas year? So we'll start with that one. Um, I didn't get to go to as many shows because I was in Dallas, uh, Texas for most of that year, but I came up for a couple. Uh, I was up here for Rise Above. Um, and oh man, Kev, what was the other two? I was here for the Zello Pro show, and then there was. The December show I was here for. That was Die Hard, were, uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Oh, you weren't there for January? Because they had January and February shows. January, January was, was Zello. Zello. 
was the Zelda oh yeah, yeah okay february then... was uh that was the one that got renamed yeah yeah that was the space age two space age, space age, yeah, two. Space age yeah. two okay so i so all right so i went to four um so but kevin went to all but i think one of them i think i missed two I think altogether, I missed I missed the one that I'm pissed at that I missed was uh, the original Jeremy Wyatt versus Fred Yehi. I missed that one, and I I really kicked myself for it. And then I missed Ooh. another one. I think the one that um that had uh, Alley Cat in the uh, in the beginning scramble. Right. So those that's are the right. two I missed, and I was pissed about that. Oh, one that too, was a good one under pressure. Yeah, I think that's what that one was. Those are the only two I missed, but other than that, I caught every show, even the uh, St. Louis Anarchy one before that at Kansas Hall. That kind of brought about Journey Pro, which is an amazing show in its own. Yep, that's right. So, and Billy, and then, uh, not, yeah, uh, what's his name? Ricky Starks was there. <laughs> like he was wrestling there, and kind of a virtual. You know, he was he was kind of big on the indies, but like then all of a sudden he gets signed to AEW, and then he was doing NWA stuff too. And it's just been amazing. Like that dude's a fantastic wrestler, and I got to see him at Kansas Hall of all places. So that was really cool. I got to see a lot of Ricky Starks in Texas. That was fun. Yeah. Ricky starts as a stroke league. daddy. Um, and then Dallas, you were you at every journey pro show? Yes, I was awesome. So at, least, at least one of us <laughs> made it to all of them. Um, yeah, I, I'll go first. Cause I had the fewest shows and mine probably my favorite match was uh moonshine versus Jake something, which was just, oh, that was a good one. Big monsters just beating the piss out of each other. The crowd really got into that match. Because I think that was Moonshine's first time back in Kansas City. Yeah, since I think so. Since NWL had shut down, so mm-hmm. uh, which again was cool because I'd seen him several times in Dallas uh, before coming up for that show. But that I don't know. There was just something about that match, like that was the one of the bigger one-on-one matches I can remember yeah. happening at journey pro, not literally just size. <laughs> yeah. Beef. They were, they were just so big and throwing each other around so much. And just the slaps were just the, you know, chest slaps were deafening. Um, I don't know. Just that match was just awesome. And then at the Zello pro show, they had the Zello versus journey match at the end. And, uh, Zello's surprise, uh, participant in that match was Kylie Ray. That was awesome. Um, which a little birdie had given me a hint that that could be happening at that point, but they weren't sure. So I was, I was beginning to think it wasn't going to happen. And then when she did come out, mm. I was super, super hyped for that. So that yeah, you probably awesome. yelled the loudest. <laughs> I did. I, I, there's several times I wanted to post the video, but it's just me screaming for 15 seconds <laughs> through half of it. So I'm like, I don't think anybody wants to hear this. So I never, I'll, uh, I'll post it this week. Um, uh, when this when this comes out, I'll I'll post it for, for nice. you guys to see because yeah, it's just me screaming while she runs around the uh, all of Kansas doing the Brock scream. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man. Well, mine. I would have to say. I mean, I had a couple that come to mind. The the the, the immediate one though, the first one that makes my mind up about Journey Pro and how amazing it was was the battle. Uh, the ongoing battle between Shotzi Blackheart and Christian Rose. Mm. Holy shit. That was such a great story and such a buildup and such like a show to show experience. Cause they were all, whenever they were both on the card or even if they weren't like they would be, you know, sneaking into each other's matches and beating the ever loving shit out of each other. But the, the pay-per-view or not the pay-per-view, the event, uh, a means to an end. Like the flyer design was perfect. Like it was just everything. It was 
uh, what was it? It was Marty Bell holding up Shotzi Blackheart and Christian Rose, like right in her face. And it was fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. And I loved everything about that feud. And like I said, it was just, it was unbelievable work by both Christian Rose and Shotzi Blackheart. And it's just like, man, I, I miss them both. I miss seeing both of them wrestle. Uh, that mm-hmm. was my number one, but the close second was yep. all the stuff when hoodie started getting with the regals and they started forming, um, that, that faction, uh, which was, I can't remember what the name of the faction was, but it was kind of, Oath. what was it? TKO TKO. Yeah, dude, it was amazing. And then, you know, when you get the reveal of Jack Foster coming out or Jake Durden, what is it? Jake Durden. Jake Durden. Jake so Durden. Jake Durden coming out minds were blown like nobody knew i think even you were there and you didn't you just saw him and you just saw him show up all of a sudden i didn't even see him in the back yeah i did not even see him in the back when he showed up he came out there that was a genuine surprise to me too man it was just it it was amazing and i loved that faction that hoodie was like ahead of like and just like it was amazing to see that so many great moments in such a short-lived life uh you know at kansas hall but man, yep. every one of them was a was a great time. So oh, him and Gary killing each other. That's another one. Or even Gary going and, Gary and Jeremy going for sixty and some change. Uh, yeah, and still yep. going. And like Jeremy, they had to have Jeremy the roster Wyatt break and it Gary up. Jay went to that. Yeah, they went to that hour long draw, and they had to be pulled apart. Uh, yeah. yeah, there are a ton of moments that happened there. There were you know plenty of plenty of brawls that went all over the building uh mm-hmm. you know uh who was it there there were at least a few matches where uh people would get like thrown onto the bar yeah. um regal the regals had their um fought their uh no holds barred tag match against something in stallion and you know guys got put through tables mm-hmm. you know slammed off the stage um <laughs> Uh, one of the one of the litany of scrambles that I participated in during the Kansas year, where JJ Garrett was literally jumped from the top rope to hang on like the rafters of the yes! of the building and like fell onto everybody. Uh, yeah, all the there there are a ton of moments from each and every one of the journey shows that are all on IWTV. Yes. Ready for you to view on demand. Yeah. With the promo code journey. To to go back to Shotzi, I one of my favorite moments with her was when uh uh Captain Midnight tried to interfere in the the tag match. And so she he she was up on the top rope and he he messed with her uh and tried to pull her down. That's right. So she jumped down, chased him around the outside of the ring, uh, and he jumped back in and was like pleading for her not to hit him and she just just kicked him in the nuts and knocked him out of the match. So I uh, love, and that was payback for him calling her shots, Shotsky, Shotsky. like the show before Shotsky Blackheart. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> like it was funny hearing Ben go, did he just call her Shotsky? <laughs> oh, it was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, you know, there have been a ton of pe- like people like Shotsky who just, got who attached to the journey pro fans Mm -hmm. so organically so naturally and they just you know they loved her um we kind of got to witness her sort of like you know 
they say the the 10 year overnight success i don't know if she's been wrestling for 10 years but i doubt it but she like you know it, she, it's she not like she the... was it's not like she was a secret or anything but mm-hmm. out of nowhere it seemed she just kind of like blew up and then she gets signed to nxt right after she has this great run at journey pro that and like admittedly was probably cut short by her getting signed because I know for a fact that she would have been a mainstay at journey pro for a long, long time. Uh, if she, you know, were still uh, taking indie bookings mm-hmm. because she just, she, she really connected in journey pro in that environment with those, with those fans. And, you know, there's plenty of others that have too. Uh, whether they are local guys, whether they were guys that came in from um, other states or, you know, the bigger names or, you know, guys who maybe fans didn't know about. Just tons of people, tons of moments, tons of matches that I think everyone can always look back on super fondly when it comes to Journey's run at Kansas Hall. Yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, I'll never forget. Um, it's kind of hard to see you can kind of see in this little fake background i have here um there was this the the bench areas had these like wooden like a awning kind of a canopy type thing over yeah them. a place to hold your beer these, yeah and they had these metal posts going down into the floor to kind of support them and it was it was that jeremy wyatt gary J the, the 60 minute match oh. where at one point wyatt whipped gary J into that wood one of those wood beams and it like it just shook the whole the booth we were in. Yeah, just reverberated from from the the concussion of, of Gary J, who's basically a human missile on his own, <laughs> but to be yeah. like whipped into the post and just shake like that entire side of the building practically. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean I was just it was like the Jurassic Park type thing. It's like you just, your drink just shook <laughs> from it. So um, yeah, that's how like Gary J is somebody i don't know there was just something about that crowd and you know his entrance music and everything it just i mean gary jay's already really cool like i'm not trying to shortchange gary at all but no he just something about being in kansas hall gary jay was just was like mm-hmm. the biggest thing on the planet and yep and i'm sure you'll find many st louis fans would say the same thing about him at spalding yeah Spalding, yeah he owns every room he's been in dude even yeah seeing him at spalding is even more energetic than journey pro obviously because it's hometown but yep. he still owns the room and he will still throw himself into everything <laughs> like yeah. i've seen him fall off of so many chair or like fall into chairs like either whether they're standing where the chairs are like not set up right it's just he it's so care. scary gary j will do whatever it takes man i've seen him fall on his neck so many times live like it's like it scares the hell out of me because i'm like every match i'm like is this gonna be the one i see him die in because like he really does not give a fuck and it's He's the fucking, he's the ginger fucking, what was it? Ginger Robo Ninja? Robo Ginger Ninja? What is it? Well, I was going to hope to Robo have Ginger? Yeah, yeah that one. There you ginger. go. Why am I? There you go. That's the whole episode name right there. <laughs> but, dude, I mean, this guy's just fucking insane to see. I've seen him many times between NWL and, uh, you know, Journey Pro and Anarchy. And it's just like every time it's always a hell of a match, especially lately. Sure. The last year he's been on like legends sure. run where he's been wrestling like Eric Stevens, Jeremy Wyatt and having these high profile matches. And it's just been very, I've been very fortunate to see them. Yep. Good question. Uh, yeah. yeah. And thanks and it, Mike. Yeah. 
and he's got a, a couple more for us. He said this one. He says specifically for Dallas, uh, which hmm. opponent would would have been your choice in a one on one match in Kansas? Uh, his pick would have been Christian Rose. Ooh, oh man, I would have loved to wrestle Christian Rose. Um, Christian Rose wanted to wrestle me too. He, uh, I can't remember when it was, but he told me one time he was like, "Yeah, it's gonna happen," and I was like. I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, don't know when, don't know how it's going to happen. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, he and I had that quick, that very brief interaction um, during one of the scrambles. I think it was the, mm, what show would that have been? I think was it, the, I think it was diamond? under pressure. Okay. I think it was under pressure because under pressure was, yep. Under pressure was right after cruel summer. Because Cruel Summer was where he had that street fight with Shotzi. Yeah. Um, at least I think that's right. So, yeah, he and I had that brief interaction in that scramble. Um, and I don't I don't really know what it was, but in that brief interaction, I could kind of – I think because it was after that scramble that he told me someday, somehow. And I, I felt – I kind of felt the uh, anticipation from people in the crowd that – when he and I were the only two in the ring and we were kind of sizing each other up, I felt kind of like the, Oh shit, Mm -hmm. like from the crowd. And I kind of felt that too, because uh, especially in one-on-one scenarios, I haven't had too many of those against guys of that kind of, with that kind of profile. I haven't shared the ring with too many guys like Christian Rose or a Gary J or a hoodie Howlett or a Jeremy Wyatt. You know, I haven't had a ton of one-on-one experiences with guys like that. So it would be very, very, very hard for me to pick just one. Um, But I was, uh, before everything happened, I found this out month, like a few months later. But um, the March show that, that, you know, COVID eventually canceled. I still didn't know what I was doing like the week of that show. So I reached out to Walter uh, just asking, Hey man, like, do you need me this week? Um, Just, you know, trying to ask if there's anything else I need to do for him because he knows that I'm a local guy. So I'll be there to help, you know, set up and do whatever I can for the show anyway. But I was like, yeah, do you need me this weekend? And I never heard back from him. And then, Later that week, obviously, the show got canceled. COVID got worse and everything. Months later, uh, he and I were talking, and he was like, yeah, we were going to start you and Hoodie. And I was so sad (laughs) that that show got canceled because Hoodie is uh, one of the four guys that I credit with being my coaches that brought me up from, you know, being a, a student on my first from my first day um hoodie moonshine mantel jake durden and dak draper are the four guys who kind of brought me up during my time as a student in the nwl um and i've you know i've trained with a a list of other guys um during that time and since that time but those four are kind of like the you know, they're like the one, the, the, the coaches for me, they're the ones that I kind of have that type of relationship with more than anyone. Mm -hmm. 
and after NWL went down, we all went our separate ways. Um, Hoodie went back to Denver for a little while. Dax now in Ring of Honor. Uh, Jake Durden lives in the St. Louis area. Moonshine went back to Texas. So I was kind of like, man, it's going to be a while before I get to see these guys again and I get to learn from them. And after Journey had, you know, kind of found its footing and we were really building up momentum and after I had finally moved on from the scramble, I was kind of thinking, well, now what? Now, you know, now I have to find a new mountain to climb, a new challenge to uh, to conquer. And I wanted so badly to show not just fans, but guys in the locker room, Gabe, uh, Ben Miller, Walter, DJ, that I'm going to do as much as I can to help Journey Pro succeed. And I'm going to do as much as I can to make myself better as well as everyone I possibly can. I want to bring everybody up as well as get better myself. And one of the biggest ways I thought I could do that was by going in there against the guys who brought me up. I want, you know, I wanted to like run the, to kind of have them all four of them, <laughs> whether win, lose or draw. I just wanted to run that gauntlet of mm -hmm. getting my, getting, you know, getting in there with hoodie, getting in there with moonshine, with Durden, with Dak. Uh, I hope that one day eat, all four of those matches will happen. I don't know, but those four will always be like the ones to me that kind of like, whether they happen or not, man, those are the ones that kind of hold a very sentimental place to me. Those are your, your pillar matches. I uh, guess. Yeah. It's your, it's, it's the Dallas mortal Kombat tower. Like you got that. It's like basically just set Dude, up. That. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I can tell you yeah, that man. way. That was a really long winded answer, but I hope it was, that was satisfactory a, enough. That's a great answer. Dude. I, I'm again. sorry. I, I gush at that. Cause I love, I, I love people that are here to help other people. Like I said, I, you know, Mike and I made this podcast of that. Like if we have our small voices, if we can amplify other people, that's what it's all about. And bringing yeah, everyone I mean, to our level or whatever, yeah. everyone on the same level to where we could all celebrate together instead of, you know, being the one yeah, on top of the king you know, of the mountain or something. Wrestling is a very egocentric, uh, sometimes jealous, um, sometimes petty, very political endeavor. And when I was coming up in the NWL, that just wasn't the environment that I got brought up in. And during those like nine months, I think from the time I joined to the time NWL closed was like the happiest time of not only my career, but like my life, I felt like I had found, you know, these, this group of peers who, you know, even if we came from totally separate places, even no matter what other things we enjoyed, you know, what other differences we had, this was like our common bond and our relationships grew and strengthened because of that one, you know, similarity, because we were all here to make this the best that we could. We were there to support and help each other become the best that we could. We wanted to put on the best product that we could. We wanted to do it together. Nobody was there specifically for their own individual purposes. You know, it was more about like coming together and 
doing the best that we each possibly could. And environments like that, especially on the independence, not saying that, you know, they're, you know, that they don't exist or that they're uncommon or because, you know, I'm not, not in every locker room on the Indies, but from what I gathered from, from the uh, perspectives of, you know, the veteran peers that I had around me at that time, it was a very special environment. It was one that they weren't from, that they hadn't seen a whole lot. So that kind of told me, man, this really, there really must be something special to this. So that kind of rubbed off on me. And that to me always seemed like the quote unquote right way to do this because you hear all the time, there's no one right way to do stuff in wrestling when, especially when you're talking about, you know, technically when you're talking about in the ring, when you're talking about performing, you know, your matches or performing as your character or being yourself, there's no one right way to do it. But to me, the way I came up in the NWL was the right way. It was the right way for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's one of my biggest disappointments was I was supposed, I was planning on coming up for that first NWL uh, show that was going to be in the new NWL arena. Mm-hmm. And Dude. It, was that, it was that week that yeah. NWL got shut down. And, Damn, like I that totally was the building the yeah man that that was the building that we had trained in you know every day uh like four days a week mm-hmm. uh that's where the offices got moved to that's in, and we did so we did so much to like kind of make it an arena to mm-hmm. make it somewhere that they could film tv tapings and to, to see the metamorphosis that it went through from the day that I started there to the last day, it was such a night and day difference. And they had the banners of the roster. They had the logos. They had these like, um, they had the lights rigged up. They had built bleachers and man, it was just, it was such a cool place. You yeah. like, you could tell the atmosphere in there was going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things that it ended up not happening, but it was a good time. It was. Yeah. And I agree with the sentiment. Like not only was it a good time for you, like as a wrestler, but man, just going to NWL shows, we were spoiled every two weeks. We got a banger right? of a show in Kansas city. And right? that's not even counting the house shows that were around like St. Joe Joplin, St. Louis area. It doesn't even count any of those. Just the mm-hmm. two weeks, the television tapings every two weeks, unbelievable shows. And yeah. it's just, man, and the community, Casey wrestling wouldn't have been a thing had it not been for the mm-hmm. NWL, I think, because there was shit wrestling. I mean, you know, there was shit wrestling in Kansas City before before NWL, you know, and with Metro Pro leaving, there was shit wrestling left. So no one wanted to go to shows. And then when NWL came around and kind of won everyone's hearts, that really the community that we built from there transferred on to Journey Pro and. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of got the best parts of NWL going into Journey Pro and kind of filtered out that shit that was kind of left over from. Yeah. From and um, like right off the bat, that gave Journey Pro the opportunity to develop their own identity. Yeah. Which they did at a surprisingly fast pace, mm-hmm. you know. It's just it's hard to believe, like, you know, two years ago when we were going to all in Starcast. I'm driving in a car with Walter and he's talking about, you know, 
talking about maybe starting something and seeing the magic of that weekend where he was just kind of passing, you know, kind of giving out cards to wrestlers and talking with wrestlers, you know, kind of going from that weekend of like breaking the ice to where journey pro has come is just, it's unbelievable. I, once again, we're putting journey pro over well over, but I mean, it's well-deserved. Any, anyone who's been to <laughs> or seen so, a journey pro show. Should, knows. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who hasn't seen it definitely needs to for sure. And without Walter, Man, I wouldn't I have known to be well. get all sentimental in this. I know, Idiot. right? It's the emotional episode. Yeah, but, man. Yeah, without Goodness Walter, gracious. Walter invited me to an NWL show, and that's what won you know won everything over in my heart. And like it was funny because I felt really like the the day everything shut down, I came home broken hearted. Like literally, my wife is like, "What's wrong? What happened to you?" And I told her, and she like she understood it. And like it was it was it was she hates wrestling, but she understood it, and it was beautiful. So, I, I mean, it was just, it was, it was really something special, man. Cause so. that was, I was texting you like trying to talk like travel plans and stuff for, for me coming up to, to get a chance to visit with you, you know, and go to the show. And, and that's when they closed who, everything. Who submitted that question? How did we even get onto that? <laughs> Cosplay oh, Captain we, Midnight. We got one more too. How did we even get to that? My goodness. Hey, we remember, just, like, hey, Mike, remember that that time you said we won't answer questions until the end of the show? We've pretty much reached the end of the show. <laughs> we did almost reach the end of the so, show. So, I mean, oh these questions goodness. are so, like, no, they're good questions and got us to talk yeah. this whole time. We're pretty much over with the episode. So. Yeah. And at least the, the last one's, like, holiday-themed, which which is pretty cool. Um, Hell his, yeah. His last question was, uh, since Halloween is shortly upon us, create a wrestling faction with horror movie characters. And he said, like, manager, uh, tag team, two single wrestlers. Uh, and then name it. So I've already gotten to see Mike Myers and Jason Voorhees as a tag team, thanks <laughs> to uh, MPX Wrestling, and they were uh, taken out by the Scooby Gang. So <laughs> I've I've already seen that team, which hmm. you know we're getting we're talking about getting sentimental about organizations. Like in Dallas, I had MPX Wrestling, uh, which I was lucky enough to take Kevin to to one of their shows, um, and they. Back, they run weekly when when everything's running normally they they run every friday night um or saturday night um and then one there was a time once a month they would do like a themed show it was usually like a family friendly show um and like in this case the halloween one was like it was there was a whole storyline throughout the show all the matches were tied to like scooby and the gang were investigating this haunted uh you know First it was a haunted house and then an amusement park that. and oh boy. stuff. So it was it was all like, you know, uh for for you pro wrestling revolver fans, you know, Matthew Palmer uh was, you know, part of that group and uh man, it was that that shit was fun. I love that. We'll we'll get into like what our kind of our wrestling tastes are in another episode. But I, <laughs> I love I absolutely love like some of those like themed wrestling shows or themed matches and stuff you need that stuff sometimes i think it really kind of at least a couple matches or something like that to kind of really open up the card like that real quick the orange cassidy event that happened a couple years ago that orange cassidy's hosting a whatever you know that event like every card or every match on the card was completely different yet comical yet worked together and so it was like a little bit of something. And I think that's the perfect card is adding something for everyone. I mean, obviously there's not going to be, yeah, yeah, everyone's not going to like everything, but someone's going to like it's, something. It's know? surprising how many like different moving pieces there are when you're putting together um, a card. Like I mm-hmm. think a lot of people like 
myself included, don't understand all of the intricacies that are involved in putting together a good wrestling card. Mm-hmm. So, yep, there's a lot of pieces to that. With that said, my horror tag team and with manager. So it's a horror movie tag team. Or faction or manager okay. and wrestler. However okay, you want I got a tag team and a, okay. ma- and a manager. So I'm thinking Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, and they could be the silent killers. And But they have their manager, since they don't talk, is Freddy Krueger, because he talks mad shit. He will Drew Gold the shit out of it. Or he will, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name? I keep calling him Drew Gold, but <laughs> uh, fucking. Greg Jovi. Yeah, Greg Jovi. God, I feel bad yeah. that I don't know his real name. Because I've gotten so used to him as Drew Gold. But he would just Greg Jovi the shit out of the crowd. And like everybody, he would just go out there and talk mad shit while Freddy and uh, while uh, Michael Myers and Jason just beat the shit out of it. It's kind of like, really, if you think of it, it's just kind of a. Uh, what was that? Authors of Pain, really? <laughs> it's kind of like was that. That, that, or, that or Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, Bludgeon Brothers with a with a <laughs> ma- with like Ellerling Ellering Alex. is their uh, <laughs> captain, their manager. God damn it! I'm, I'm I gotta get sleep. <laughs> okay, so hmm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a huge horror movie fan. Because I just kind of find a lot of them to be like, I don't know. The formula to me is, is eh. But I mean, I, like I've still seen, like I've seen Freddy Krueger movies. I've seen, I think, one or two Friday the 13th. Um, I've seen the Child's Play movies, even though they're not, they're not as horror as they are like, like slasher, I guess. Yeah, but, you're just getting yeah, into like different subgenres at that point. I think, yeah, don't, don't think about it like that. It's like I know. metal. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get too deep for my own knowledge of it here. But <laughs> okay, gonna, by that, let me think. By, by that logic, Kev, who's the limp biscuit of horror movies? Oh God, I mean, it depends because you guys <laughs> like limp biscuit and I don't, so I'm trying to think. I don't. I've talked. Okay, okay. Said, I'm sorry. Hold on. Who's you guys? I thought you guys. What Dallas? I thought you like limp biscuit. My my fanship okay. of of Limp Biscuit is worth eighty dollars. No, and Fred Durst owes me eighty dollars. No, <laughs> I, just no, I will not. No, Kevin. No. Uh, okay, so, cool. Then okay, yeah. since we all hate Fred Durst, or we all hate, Lim- yeah, I'd say Fred Durst because <laughs> actually I like the members of Limp Biscuit. Like Wes Borland's fucking awesome, but you know that's another. That's a, he's got a band called Big Dumb Face that's just really not Limp Biscuit, and it's fantastic. You should listen to it. Big Dumb Face. He had a album called like Duke Lion Fights the Terror. It's just so random, but yeah, it's definitely worth huh. checking out. Uh, <laughs> but man, that's a good one. I would have to say that he would probably be the leper. They would be leprechaun. They'd be just like such a shitty yeah. little like character. Not, and I feel bad saying that, but like I would, <laughs> I would go with Limbisco would be like leprechaun. Yeah, I think uh, especially leprechaun in the hood. That. I'll go with that. That works. Ah, I did it all for the nookie. Oh, come on, the nookie. You could take that cookie. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I would probably, I don't know. It, I would think of putting Chucky as the manager because I kind of want Freddy Krueger to work some matches. <laughs> but he can't I don't want to see claw, Chucky though. in any matches, but like, I want to see Freddy Krueger work some matches because he's got the, the, dream, the dream abilities and he's got the, the hand claws. I want to see Mercury. I want to. I almost said Freddie Mercury. I, I want to see, see Freddie Mercury. Mercury. I, I want to see that too. Yeah. 
I want to see Freddy Krueger work some matches. Yeah, but um, Freddy would be only be able to work like GCW or like death matches right, since he's right. got the claw. <laughs> like, I mean, what other kind of matches are these guys going to work? Michael Myers has had his head cut off, and then somehow they made more Halloween movies. Yeah, that's so, true. So, like, uh, yeah, just, I don't know. Um, Jason went to hell. Else? So, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah he's seen some shit. And space. And space, yeah. Dude, he he's, been all, he's been up and down. Holy shit. What is Jason doing in space? Oh, my friend. Mm, may I show you one of the best movies ever made? <laughs> oh, no. I will say this about that. Oh, Jason X no. is legitimately one of my favorite Friday the 13s. Mm. Just due to like the creativity in every kill scene is mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> Uh, it's I I, I people on. talk shit and especially when it first came out it was because it was a trend when all these horror movies were doing like movies in space like ho- Leprechaun in space Critters in space which they're from space anyway who gives a fuck but like all these in space ones so they did their best version of it and they killed it I absolutely loved that movie and no one will be able mm-hmm. to take that from me that is the hill I die on Jason X <laughs> watch that movie we'll do a watch party sometime oh boy <laughs> uh let me think who what other horror mascots See, I, are I don't, there i don't do a lot of horror movies i, I do like a lot of sci-fi thrillers so like i'm would you I'm like would, would hell, could you throw of... hellraiser in there yeah hellraiser's mm-hmm. horror okay okay sure just, there you go just just one that i know so there you go <laughs> uh that's in the faction uh i don't know what you call it i don't know what you call it michael michael you name the faction um <laughs> Oh God! I don't know. Um, the pinheads. Yeah, I was say <laughs> Yeah, take that, Marty McFly. Oh God! They can. Yeah, they can throw Al Snow in there. The pinheads. What does everyone want? <laughs> and nobody wanted anything. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. See, I I don't do like I said. I don't do horror movies. I do a lot of like sci-fi. So like. Like xenomorphs scare the shit out of me. More that's what so. I was gonna say. So like alien. Yeah, basically. I mean, like that's the scariest shit oh, I man. can watch. But like one bump uh, in the ring's gone through, and acid's just gonna fall through. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> They're gonna have to wrestle on some like acid-proof <laughs> um, ring. What's I mean, face? you could throw Leatherface in there. Yeah. Uh, Chainsaw Charlie was so much better though. Chainsaw that's... Charlie versus Leatherface. There you go. There you go. But like Chainsaw now, it's match. gonna be like seventy plus year. <laughs> Terry, could you Funk. put the? Could you put Jaw or not Jaw? Uh, uh, the shark, Jigsaw. Oh, okay. Jigsaw. Jigsaw. No, now, now I want to see Jaws in a wrestling match. <laughs> what's What's he gonna Brock do other Jaws. than eat the guy? Yeah, Brock Lesnar was Jaws. <laughs> well, oh, no, he said take versus Jaws. Like, 2002 shoot where yeah. he's got the the, the shark in the F five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, I'm sorry shit. that I'm, I'm sorry that we can't definitively answer that question. But hey, we got I two out of three, the, and that ain't bad. It's, it's I lack the acumen. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, we tried. Mm-hmm. I'll do better with Christmas movies next week. Well, like that, we'll do that. that I can do. I can do some Christmas factions. That'll that'll be. Oh, Christmas boy. Let's factions. at least wait until December until we get right. into that. Yes, right. please. Let's get through. Let's enjoy Holy October while it's August. here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the most wonderful uh, month yeah, of the year. Well. Folks, I, I think that about wraps up for our time, doesn't it? Am mm-hmm. I crazy? Kevin Kevin is our resident uh, stopwatch. Oh, yeah, we're position. over, but it's all good. <laughs> okay. 60 and some change. 
There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, uh, guys, any any parting thoughts before we get out of here? No. Freddy Krueger is a great manager. <laughs> sure. I'm All right, you, man. He'll put over talent so well. Uh, he live in freestyle. Watch wrestling and uh, have a good time. Yeah. Uh, stay safe. Wear your masks. Uh, I don't know. Kevin and I are super tired, so I don't, no, I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, just just be excellent to each other and, and you know, just uh, keep at it. Make sure you follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can email us questions at 3brwrestlingpodcast at gmail.com. Correct. Boom. Look at me go. Or hit us up on Twitter, just like Mike did. Um, I mean, I guess you could do them to Instagram, but I don't know. Instagram DMs are a weird thing. So We could try. Um, you know, whatever also, works for you. Uh, we, as of this listening, or as of this listening period, uh, we should have our own app up now for our podcast network. Yeah, KCPN, K- KCPN has has its own app. Um, it's definitely on Apple. Should be on Android by the time you hear this. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, that's what we were told. Is it's in the review process? That's pretty cool. Pretty be amazing. And it's, an, app. it's yeah, it's an really easy cool. way to get to more of our episodes and whatever mm-hmm. content we add on that on top of that. So definitely give it. Stuff will be through there. Yeah, look it up. And any of your. Uh, whether you're Apple or Android or whatever, look us up. Just like KCPN, Kansas City Podcast Network. Yeah, look us up. Give us all the clout. Yeah, give us a thumbs up. Smash that subscribe clout. button. Like, comment, <laughs> subscribe. I'll, if I hit 5K likes, I'll release another uh, music video. <laughs> what crazy prank am I going to pull on my neighbor next week? Oh. Like, share, and subscribe to find out. <laughs> Dallas is at it. There you go. So there's bad. our there's our content. Oh my god! Thank you guys. Uh, thank everyone so much for for listening to us, uh, and we will see you uh, again like next week, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, streaming on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, you name it. So we appreciate y'all uh, putting up with us, and uh, we'll see you next week and later, nerds. Yeah. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Es mejor llegar tarde a casa que nunca volver a llegar. Es mejor llegar tarde al trabajo que nunca volver a trabajar. Y es mejor recoger tarde a tus hijos que nunca volver a recogerlos. Llegar tarde a donde vayas por esperar a que pase el tren es mucho mejor que arriesgar tu vida tratando de ganarle el paso. Por algo existe el dicho, más vale tarde que nunca. Alto. El tren. No para. Mensaje de Nitzel.